FM104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. FM104's Select Irish and Bad Scandal has been making a huge impact on Ireland's EDM scene. He joins me now. Tell me more. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for the invite today. Thank I'm you so much for chatting to us. So you released music in 2022. That was the first time you released EDM music. How long yeah, did yeah. it take to kind of get to that point when you knew what you wanted to make in music? So I guess I started music like, Jesus, years ago. I mean, I grew up in a family of musicians, so I, I don't really, really remember the first time. I just kind of, the first memory I have, I was just already doing music. It was, I don't remember when I started. I just know I was always doing music. So I guess I kind of went around pop, rock. Like I, I, I loved every kind of genre of music. I was never really sure which direction I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt it was pop, you know, like my dad was a pop musician. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to do pop. So I spent a lot of time doing pop and um, kind of honing in on my production skills, my singing, my guitar. I really wanted to be good at at all that. And then I finished the Leaving Cert and I didn't really have any direction to go in music. I wasn't sure. So I said, mm, I guess I'll go to a music college. So mm-hmm. I tried to go to BIM. And would you believe I actually got rejected to wow. go to BIM? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure why. I just didn't get accepted. So that was that. But that's interesting because uh, then it does kind of give you, like then it kind of makes you think kind of going, right, is this going to be the right path for me sometimes? Yeah, like see, I always knew it was the right path for me because I'm kind of useless at everything else. Like I can't really do <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do, I can't really do anything. Uh, there's nothing, I have no um, no ulterior talent except for music. It's the one thing I'm really good at. Yeah. So I like they never give me a reason for not accepting me, but uh, I didn't let it bring me down i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna do this one way or another yeah. you know and uh, i then spent a the year kind of like being like okay what's what's missing in in like in music where can i enter in that still has the door open because pop is kind of saturated now it's it's kind of hard to get in there mm-hmm. so i kind of i thought about what i was good at and what i could do and then i kind of i fell onto this genre of um music called slap house it's a it's a house music like but it's a it's a style of music it was originally kind of done in brazil and uh it was done by dinoro was the first artist to make it and i was like oh i really like this i'm gonna try and make it so mm-hmm. i found out that i was actually kind of good at making it and then i met um some russian guys who were making it for for a while before that and i asked them to help me out and i would write them 10 songs because that was always my main ability was songwriting I, i'm a really okay. good songwriter so like they asked me for 10 songs, write them 10 songs for free. They'd show me everything they know. So it was kind of a good exchange. I was like, okay, let's do it. So we like that's, collaboration that's like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where everything started from that point on. When I learned from them, then then I ended up just getting success everywhere because of those guys. So I, I owe a lot of the success I had to them. And I still work with them now. Uh, like we make a lot of uh, we make a lot of music together. We've got some songs coming out next month and the month after. And uh, since then, that was a year and a half ago. I have done 100 million streams worldwide and around 2 million streams per month now. So it's wow. It's kind of, kind of crazy to be sitting there, you know? <laughs> it's like, and I suppose people are always kind of looking at and discussing streaming and streaming music and, and the platforms. Do you feel it does help that it's doing so well on streaming? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've, got, I've gotten so much more opportunity just because of the streams. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, like streams, it seems like at least I can I can say how it works in the electronic world. People kind of base your notoriety and they talk to you based off your monthly listeners. So, mm. how many monthly listeners you have? There's this event called Amsterdam Dance Event ADE, 
we go there every October. Most of the electronic industry do. And the more monthly listeners you have, the more, let's say, leverage and pull you would have there. <laughs> That's kind of right, okay. how it works. It's not interesting, but it is a it is a huge conversation, I suppose. And also, you've just released a new single, "So High," August the eleventh that came out, and, and like that, it's doing as well as as the rest of the music you've put out too. So, is it ever a surprise when you know it, everything just keeps doing so well for you at the moment? Um, I mean, it's a surprise. You see, the thing it's a surprise when you release a song that you don't think is going to do well, and then you release a song that you think, "Oh, this is going to do really well. This is a great mm-hmm. song." And mm-hmm. then the song that you didn't think was going to do well ends up outperforming the song, you know, <laughs> that you thought. Like that was kind of the case for "Chasing Rainbows" because uh, we self-released that. Like the High Kings, they self-released that song as a remix, and all the growth on it or- is organic. It's doing like twelve thousand streams a day on Spotify alone. I'm not sure about the others, but. There was other songs that I released around that time. That I was like, oh, these are going to really go crazy. And they didn't, you know, and mm-hmm. Chasing Rainbows is now, I think, the second most streamed song that I have. And it's like their fourth most streamed song as well. Wow. Like you've achieved so much in a short space of time. Have you any kind of bucket list achievements that you'd like to to aim for? Um. I just want to keep growing in the direction I'm going. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, just keep the head down and keep going in the direction I am. And uh, like, I mean, I, I grew up kind of thinking you needed college, you needed to, mm-hmm. to have everything X, Y and Z. But now I realize that you don't really need any of that. You just need to be good at what you do. You need to work at it. <laughs> you need to work at it. You need to focus on it, hone in the skills and don't let anybody pull you back because that's what everybody wants to do. Slow you down. They want to stop you from getting where you want to go. So my bucket list achievement would be to just keep going the direction I can in the direction that people told me I would never make it to. I had teachers tell me it was an unrealistic dream. I had loads of people tell me that they said, oh, maybe your dad was lucky, but it doesn't mean you'll be lucky. And Ouch. I didn't think, wow. I, I, didn't really, I didn't really think it was about luck. I thought it was about, you know, willpower and trying your best. And, you know, a lot of people will look at me now and it, it's funny for me because they'll think it's nepotism. Like, mm. <laughs> sorry, maybe it would be nepotism if I was in the pop industry. Mm-hmm. But because I'm in the electronic industry, it's completely separated from what he does. So <laughs> like we can collaborate, which is great. But I really had to work my ass off to get somewhere in the electronic industry. It's very, it's very competitive. But I also, in music, I don't think anything is ever handed. I think you have to be able to show up and show your skills and be able to back it up as well. I don't think anything gets handed to you. So, Not at all. Not at all. You have to work for it, yeah. uh, you know, especially if you're going to produce. But I think, you know, it's really hard for musicians now. And I really feel for a lot of the guys that go to college um like I'm not I'm not trying to like put college down or anything, but I think a lot of the information they can teach you in college is kind of outdated because uh, I've been to colleges to listen to some talks and to see what they say. And they've asked me to talk sometimes as well in some colleges, to, which is weird for me to be rejected by a college and then asked mm-hmm. to talk in it, you know, um, but like, um, to go there and then listen to the kind of information they give to students. It's very outdated. Uh, they seem to kind of, let's say, box students into one section where I think nowadays with music, you need to be able to do nearly everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no no reason you couldn't like mix, master, produce, sing and do all that. Like it's just a matter of time and practice. Um, but you really do need to be able to do everything because labels won't even look at you if you can't. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a good point. And I think it goes for any kind of creative industry. You have to be able to juggle many plates. Oh, absolutely, because I think, you know, we're all going to get replaced by AI anyway, eventually. Oh, don't like, be saying uh, that now. <laughs> it's true. I mean, when I look at music, it's like the mixing and mastering side of things is is generally not as difficult as people make it out to be. And it could easily be done by an AI. And there's already some platforms where 
AI do master songs and it will just take a little bit of time for them to actually move into production and other things as well. So, I mean, it's you need to be able to do all of those things really well. So if AI comes into one area, you still got the other two. You know? <laughs> Is that something that concerns you at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, wow, I've seen some really crazy stuff with the AI so far. Um, it definitely concerns me a little bit, yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know how long it will take for it to completely erase musicians and artists, but I mean, there's some amazing stuff coming out of AI right now, so who knows, you know? It's interesting, but I think we might need to embrace it rather than kind of fear it. I think, I don't know, because it is very clever, and as you say, we don't know how fast it's moving, but sure, look, we'll keep doing what we're doing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. What can we do? Exactly. I mean, there's no reason to cry about it. We'll just try and embrace it our best, you know? Exactly. Nothing, nothing can be done to stop it now. <laughs> this is it, exactly. We usually play a little game, so I'm going to get you to pick a number between one and six. Okay, one is, uh, I'll go for four. Four. What has been the biggest moment of your career so far? The biggest moment of my career so far mm-hmm. was last year in ADE when I got to chat to Martin Garrix and another guy called Bjorak Yeder. And um, that was the biggest moment for me because I was chatting to the both of them and they were both very interested in what I, what I did. And I was asked to go in on a writing session with either one of them. And uh, in the end, like we didn't get to do anything with Martin Garrix at the at the for for, for that time period because he was busy. Yeah. But with uh, Burek, we did, and we got to release a song with him, which was great. Very and uh, cool. it went out under me and my friends. Um, so it went out under Bad Scandal and Hard Dope, and then Burek Eater, obviously, and that was the first major collaboration I had, and that was probably the biggest highlight for me. And that song went number one in Germany and other places like that. So I was like, oh wow, excellent! I'm going a good direction. Yeah, excellent. Okay, give us another number. Uh, one. Um, who's the most famous person you've ever met? That that I've ever met? Yeah. Probably Justin Bieber. That was that was the most famous person I ever met. What was he like? Um, he was cool. Like I didn't really get to talk to him much. <clears throat> he was just kind of passing through a studio I was working in. So it was more of a, like a very fast introduction. Okay, fair. And, uh, oh, hello, goodbye. Like, kind like of a thing, nod, you know I mean? one of those. <laughs> it was more of a nod, yeah, more of a nod, like, mm, how are you getting on? You know, like, yeah. getting on well. <laughs> Still alive, I see. It's a, that, that's always great. That's always great. So the new single, So High, is out at the moment. People need to go and check it out. But where's the best place for people to keep up to date what you're up to? Um, probably on the website badscandal.com or they can come to my Instagram as well like I mean I'm I'm very lax about posting there which I get in trouble for all the time but with enough harassment I'll post <laughs> you know <laughs> good to know Bad Scandal thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us thanks so much Luke. biggest moment